0: you know what sam what rod was snubbed again
1: yes he was coming to you from the heart of Kane's country this is the caniac report your number one source for everything carolina hurricanes hot takes predictions game analysis and nhl news and now your hosts sam wallace and sam driscoll Alright, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Hope you've had a good few days. And in this episode, Sam, we're going to be ending our mini-series of recapping the 2023 season. And this is going to be relieving some of the best moments because, Sam, this was the 25th anniversary season for the hurricanes and mm-hmm. there were lots of great moments ranging from the outdoor game itself to the cam ward night to the insane comeback win against san jose to the yes scoring to in the series against devil so many great memories sam
0: yeah it was a fun season still a disappointment at the end but congratulations <laughs> to vegas and then we'll see you next year
1: Yes, definitely. But first, before we get to that, let's get to some NHL news. And there was a lot of NHL news that came out today as we are recording this. But a couple of days ago, uh, going back to your one-liner, Sam, is that the Hockey Hall of Fame announcements did not have Rob Brendamore in. And so the and thing is, Sam, is that we're not the only people want, that, that are thinking Brendamore's going to be in. Lots of people. Isn't, it was two players Ron Francis and Rob Brendamore. Yes, Ron Francis is on the committee. I
0: think Rod Francis has a grudge against Rod Brendamore, and I think he's been stone I, I bet he's stonewalling it.
1: He 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 very well could. Uh he, he's on there with I believe ten or eleven other members. Isn't Elliot Friedman on it? No, he's not on it. Uh, Brian Burke is on it though. Um if you remember him. Um, and, uh, I think a couple of legendary Vancouver
0: players on it. But it's unfortunate that we keep seeing yeah. Rod get pushed. Look, Hunger Conquist deserves to be in there, but he didn't deserve to be in there this year. Not over Rod anymore. No I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I mean, yes, he's one of the best goalies of all time, but guess what he doesn't have?
1: A Stanley Cup. Guess which what Rod does listen. have? <laughs> yes, and trust me, I agree with you. Longfest doesn't have, um, a Stanley Cup, but if you look at his numbers, I mean he's a lot better actually than the other goalies. And Mike Vernon, who also got in, Tom Barrasso. Now Tom Barrasso probably has a little bit more hardware. Um he has lots of awards attached to him. Yeah. But I mean Pierre Turgeon. Um and then I'm the, not
0: saying that these folks don't deserve to be in the hockey hall of fame. I'm saying none of them on this list except Maybe Ken Hitchcock deserves to be in it over, over Rod. I mean, none of them—not Caroline, Ulay, not Pierre Lacroix, not Mike Vernon, not Pierre Turgeon, not Tom Rasso, and not Henrik Lundqvist—none of them deserve to be over being over Rod Brendamore. It's really that simple. Especially when you're going to put in Henrik Lundqvist, who retired what two, three years ago. Really? Because it's been years. Rod Ransom has been eligible for years. This is, yeah, it, he it's has. It's getting to be a joke. I mean, really, it's starting to become almost an embarrassment on them and a joke. <laughs> There's a lot of really good players that are like Rod Brendamore that should be in it, and Rod should be in it now. And he was better. And Rod Brendamore was better than Daniel Alfredson. Alfredson never won a Stanley Cup, and, and the, Alfredson got it.
1: And him. the and the Sedin brothers. Yeah, in they, my they never won
0: a cup. Rod's better than all these guys, but they were in Canadian markets, so it's unfortunate. Canadians, I think, in my opinion, I think Canada in general has a grudge against the Carolina Hurricanes and definitely Rob Brendamore because guess what we did?
1: Well, Ron Francis is on there and he was a he he. he I mean, regardless of what he thinks about Brendamore, uh, he has had a huge impact on the Hurricanes. I would say more on the Hartford Whalers and then early Hurricanes, very early Hurricanes, But he still had an impact on the organization. Yeah. It's just, you could tell when Tom Dunnan took over, Ron Francis did not like it.
0: No, and Ron Francis and the breakup between him and Carolina did not end well. It was bad, bad, bad. And I think he's sticking it to Rod. I really do, unfortunately, but I do. But we'll see. He should be in. I'll say it like I say it every year. Next year, he should be in next year. There's no ands, ifs, buts, or maybes. There is not a single hockey player that should be in before Reverend Morrison next year. And if you don't put him in, shame on you.
1: I know. Trust me. I was honestly, I was honestly a little bit furious considering the names they put in. I mean, I wasn't really mad at, um, LaCroix, Caroline and Ken Hitchcock. Cause those are in other categories. Cause it's three players basically. Yeah. And it was Brasso Turgeon, and long. Lund- well, Maybe my I think is maybe four players.
0: Yeah, Lacroix, Vernon, Terjean. Well, no, Vernon, Terjean, Terjean, Barasso, and Lekwist. And also, I think it's a shame that Russian players are being snubbed just because of war in Russia. These players had nothing to do with that. So, oh
1: yeah, the McGilney thing. Yes, yeah, he don't... defected from Russia. He was one of the first players to defect yeah. from
0: Russia to come over to the National Hockey League. So if you're gonna hold that against these play that's 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 really a sleazy move too
1: well so kind of why i'm thinking about the hockey hall of fame right now especially with these selections which i'm just again this isn't just us a lot of people are surprised with these selections um but is the hockey hall of fame becoming more of like a country club aspect or is it actually living up to a hockey hall of fame selection committee <laughs> I don't... That's think. my question.
0: At this point, I don't know. It, it sound,
1: To me, it sounds like a,
0: just a country club of boys. I mean, you're, you're picking these players from big markets. And that's what you think, yeah. right? See? I mean, Lundquist, New York. Is Lundqvist a good goalie? Should he be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Not saying no. I'm saying he can wait his turn. He doesn't have to go in this year. Right? I mean, Rod's waited for years. The fact that you continually choose anybody and everybody above him. Lundquist, New York. Daniel Alfredson, Ottawa, the Sedin brothers, Vancouver. I mean, you keep picking these players before Rob Rindemore from these markets like Canadian markets and big American markets like New York, right? I mean, at some point it's like, come on, just just do it. I mean, it's not like I'm wanting to deny these players. I mean, I think Alfredson should be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best Ottawa Senators to play the game. Oh, definitely. And the Sedin should be in there too. They're one of the best players that's ever played in Vancouver. I mean, they never. But they got them
1: because they're
0: from Vancouver. Yeah, they're twins and they're from Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to deny. But they're not terrible. They're, they were great players. No. And I'm not going to say, oh, I'm, oh, you know, Patrick Kane shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. You know, when he retires, no, I mean he should. I don't care if you're from a big market team. If you should be in the Hall of Fame, you should. I think for Carolina players, that should be Eric Stahl when he retires. Rob Rendall. other markets. I mean, Kane Taves. All these players should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. one or, In order to be eligible, you have to be retired for three years. Yeah, And once they are, they should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Absolutely they should. I don't want to begrudge big market teams because I'm a small market. I'm saying deserved players who have been backlogged should get in before the newer retirees. Kane can wait. Taves can wait once they've retired and waited their three years. If it's got to go past that, it does. Lundquist did not have to be inducted this year. Was not necessary, but she did it because he's from New York. And the rags have to get their freaking player in there.
1: I, I already knew he was a lock. It, it, that didn't surprise me at all in the slightest with Henrik. But on to the next bit of news, Sam. Uh, Gary Bettman talked today uh, about uh, a few things, most notably which got a lot of people on Twitter angry is uh, that teams are no longer going, going to be wearing specialized jerseys mm-hmm. for, warm-ups. for warm-ups.
0: I don't care. <laughs> like, I didn't care in general. And and also, just for the record, and, and this is the problem, is you get people who want to cry and whine about it. It doesn't mean the organizations can't still celebrate these theme nights. They can, just no jerseys. Okay, why are we crying about this? Like I don't see why this is—I I don't see why this is a big deal. I, when I go to a game, I don't care what jersey they wear in warmups. A lot of times, you and I don't always get there for warmups because we're coming from work. Yeah, I don't see the big deal. I really don't. But of course, again, the woke mob is going to get pissy about it, and it's only for one night. They're not going to be upset they're not wearing camo. They're not going to be upset that they're not wearing hockey fights cancer. You and I both know, very clear, the woke mob is going to be mad about one specific night that they're not going to wear a specialized jersey. I just don't care about any of it. I want to go watch a hockey game. I mean, theme nights are fun, but I really don't care. I want to win a cup. We'll see. Here's the thing. There's only one game I care about. That's fine. Stanley Cup Finals. That's it. Yes,
1: and I understand your point, but I also understand Gary Bettman's point, too, is that it's becoming a distraction now. Yes. And you can tell when he said distraction, he is referring to the pride stuff happening with yeah. the Stahl brothers, James Reimer, Provorov, these players well, objecting they, to it. And, and the thing is, p- players, I think, regardless of political position, yeah. right or left, you should not be forced... To do what you want to do. You should have a choice. Yeah. Regardless.
0: Yep. No, you should. And that was the problem It became... And these players started coming under attack, which wasn't right. And these players aren't evil. They're not homophobic. They're not hateful. If you think that, then you're so blind and stupid. Well,
1: James Reimer, if you remember his statement... I I read his full statement. He said that he actually loves his gay friends. Yeah, look... And it
0: shows... Yeah, there's absolutely nothing that you wrong. can
1: still love other people despite not wearing a jersey. Beliefs.
0: Did you know despite wearing beliefs. a jersey d- 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 defines whether you like someone or not? I I didn't know that. I'm glad I, I, think, I did. I think oh.
1: there's some. I think there's some truth to that too. But again, it all comes down to belief.
0: It all does. I don't. It's I, look. These people, the woke mob's going to do what they're going to do. Just move on. And it's it's stupid. Who cares? Just go enjoy a hockey game. If you don't want to come, I don't want you there because you're gonna annoy me. Just go enjoy a hockey game. If you want to go, go. We welcome you. I love going to Hurricanes games. I want as many people to come to Hurricanes games as possible. But if you're gonna cry, whine, complain, and protest at these theme nights, go home. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to listen to you. I don't care. I want to see the Hurricanes win a hockey game. That's it. That's why I go to Hurricanes games. No other reason. That's it. The only theme night I care about is Star Wars, but that's because I'm a huge nerd. And they don't do jerseys for that. It's just fun. They do stuff on the ice and on the video board. Well, my
1: dad, he loves going to the... Uh, well, he loves seeing the, uh, the uh, camo hurricane oh, I stuff. I so. don't care.
0: Okay. I don't but, care. I'm consistent. I don't care. I just want it, it just shows
1: everybody has their own opinion. And you know what? I I, I think you're allowed to have your own opinion.
0: Yeah. You I are. mean, that's fair. Just don't cry just don't
1: it. force it on other people i think yes. that's the main thing yes
0: and enjoy the hurricanes well, games don't and i ass, don't, don't care whether hard.
1: you're on the right or the left just don't force people to choose
0: yeah that's no and thing. i think this was the right my opinion right decision by batman i do but too just move on uh i would have I, if i were to keep one i probably would have kept the hockey fights cancer night i think that one's reasonable and that's what they... Oh, it used to be the only one they did for a long time. And they added the camo and stuff like that. So if I were to do any, in my opinion, the only cause is worth being shown on the ice are those two. But I think you should respect those who go and fight and die for this country. And Hockey Fights Cancer has been around for... Oh my lord, how long? <laughs> Years. Right? I, think it's, I think that started in the early 2000s. So, you know, it's things that have been around for so long, but... Well, Whatever. let's
1: see Well, let's see if um, our show gets canceled by the media. We'll see. Why? Uh, because of the... <laughs> look,
0: Sam, the woke mob could have canceled us a long time ago, and they don't. It's because they don't listen to our podcast, though. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's look, okay. Sam, like they said, this is where... You know how you've heard the saying that Florida is where woke goes to die? Well, this is where woke goes to die in hockey, our podcast.
1: Yeah, our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. And, and obviously the last news, Sam, which... It it does hurt because this is a captain. But I also understand, I, I think the biggest question that comes out of this that everybody's asking is how much is Jordan Stahl wanting? So that's the biggest question that I'm seeing.
0: And that's what I need to know. But I'll be honest with you.
1: Do you want to pay someone who's most likely going to be on the fourth line three to four million?
0: If it's a one-year deal? If it's a one-year deal? I don't have a problem. (sighs) So let me put it this way. But what
1: if he doesn't want a one-year deal? What what if he says, no, I have a couple years left?
0: Jordan Stahl did say he's okay with taking one-year intervals, and I take him at his word on that. I'm more prepared to take a player at his word than management at their word. Mainly because management has a really abysmal. This management core led by Dundon has a really bad reputation when it comes to UFA players. Just the fact they haven't been very good with that.
1: Which can damage culture, by the way. It absolutely can.
0: And losing Jordan Stahl would be detrimental. Now, I preface this by saying if Jordan Stahl is out, you best have a darn good plan as a replacement, right? That means you're bringing in a comparable replacement of a player.
1: What if they bring Paul Stasny back? Paul
0: Stasny, look. Probably, <laughs> I know you love him. I love Paul Stasny, and he's comparable in what he's going to provide. The fourth line center, He's probably hasn't as much skill as Stahl, probably a little bit more, but Stasny's older than Jordan Stahl, too, so there's that there, and Stasny might retire. No, I'm talking about, you know, at that point, do you go get Blake Wheeler, right? I mean, it's one of those things where you need a comparable replacement for a veteran locker room leader. I'm not saying it's Blake Wheeler. I'm just saying you need that comparable vet that's been around I agree. for a while. Yes, so I it's agree. not Stahl. I don't know who it is unless you're planning on letting him go and bringing Eric back. I just I don't know of anyone available other than literally Jordan Stahl and Eric Stahl. Who else has been there with this group and knows Rob Rindemore who could really be a leader in the locker room? Under, under Rob Rindemore? I mean, it makes sense to me that it's either Eric or Jordan Stahl. I don't know who else could do it or should do it. Now, if Jordan leaves, Ajo's captain. You're not going to bring like if you even if you brought Eric Stahl back. Ahho or Slave. It's going to be captain. one of the two. But I, I don't see. I don't see why you don't. I don't. I don't see why Jordan Stahl can't come back on a one year, and I would pay him upwards of four, no more than four. But if I'm doing one year deals, but let me put it this way. Four million for a fourth line. For me, I need to player. see what they do. As if Stall goes, you still need a center. So right now, this group, I think, views him as your third. Okay. You need a third line center now, and a good one. It's not Jack Drury. He is not ready to do that. I just I don't see I, I don't see I'm concerned. I'm hoping things kind of start to really pick up for Carolina at the draft. So, for example, if Carolina makes a move and they bring Elias Lindholm, that could spell the end for Jordan Stahl. I think that's possible, right? I think we'd all feel better
1: if Jordan Stahl goes to free agency after we've gotten someone like Lindholm. Like Lindholm or Mark Shifley from Winnipeg. Wouldn't that feel a lot better if they
0: make a move for a top six, there's going to be more comfort there exactly. but, but there's there will not be a culture right shock now. in that locker room if you don't bring back and James I'm himself. sure Rod Brenmore is
1: probably a little bit devastated right now yeah. because you know his he even said I believe in the spitting uh, chicklets interview that he sees so much of uh his hockey self as a player in Jordan's so. So, when I heard that, I'm like, that's a lot to say for a I guy. I love Jordan
0: Stahl. Stone I do, Stahl. too. But, I, I, look, my view is you give the man what he wants and bring him back. One-year deal, if it's reasonable, do it. I would go up to four. If he's asking for four, give it to him. If he's asking for three, give it to him. Two, what? I mean, just give it to him. Bring it back. If, if One-year deal, be more flexible. But, yeah. But it is unless it Your is plan, a business, though. So
1: if I their mean, plan four million, is to I replace understand.
0: Jordan Stall with a bottom six forward, then you're stupid. I mean, you're just stupid, and you don't understand what he brings to the table. You have to replace Jordan Stahl because of all the intangibles he brings with a top six skilled player. You have to do that, but then at that point, you're probably losing a top six skilled player. I'm I'm concerned. I mean. Is there some available options maybe as a comparable replacement in free agency? I just I don't know. For a fourth
1: line center, maybe, but But Jordan Stahl Jordan is not Stahl, just your fourth line if center. If Jordan Stahl becomes your fourth line center though, he's probably one of the best fourth line if not,
0: probably one of the best fourth line centers in the league. I'm concerned about this. It may in my opinion, I think it puts if you don't sign Jordan Stahl and you let him go, it puts that much more pressure on this organization and I'm gonna be and I said this a year ago I'm not convinced Aho gets signed and this just adds to that thought that I just don't know because I, I don't trust them to do the right thing when it comes to RFAs or UFAs because they haven't done it yet they, haven't You're pay, right, they, they have haven't. not paid the big bucks to anybody RFAs they get done Aho got done initially granted that was through offer sheet Svetch got done AK got done Nate just got none, so they're getting players taken care of through RFA status. But once they're UFAs, I don't know one they've signed other than Derek Stepan. Yeah, that was initial. That was here. They re-signed him. I think Martinook was a UFA too. They re-signed him. So, just think while we record, Jordan stall could sign. Thank God, <laughs> I would love that. But I mean, it's concerning. I think you just you see a lot of detriment, and
1: you're and and you're saying that as you raise up your phone, yeah, I'm probably looking on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking
0: on Twitter. I'm looking everywhere just because I can't help myself.
1: Oh man,
0: but, but yeah, disappointing.
1: It is. Um, so let's officially get on with the special moments. Um, I know talking about Saul was a little bit disappointing, so let's go to the bright side of things. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text hope ny 467 In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 8887-897777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at com slash baseball terms. So Sam, how we're going to do this is our top five games. So you're going to have probably reach into your brain a little bit to remember your what you think were your great games. Then we're going to talk about one play that stuck out to you the most. Playoffs. Season combined. Same with the games. Your top three personal favorite players. And... Hurricanes also had a lot of comeback wins from the Philadelphia game on the road to Carolina scoring three or four goals at home against LA to the the crazy San Jose game. And then this is going to be multiple choice. If you had to pick one of these special moments, which one would it be? And the choices is A for Whalers night, B for the outdoor game, C for Cam Ward's induction night, and D came six against the Devils. And then at the end, we'll wrap it up with statements of the season as a whole. So Sam, top five games. Do you want me to go or are you?
0: My um, top five games are going to be outdoor game obviously for obvious reasons that's your number one yeah i mean i think it should be everyone okay one. i mean that's just awesome well, I, <laughs>
1: listen i knew the outdoor game was gonna come up a lot oh yeah. in this episode top five games it has iconic. to be there
0: i think it has to be because it's a once in it's once in a probably four or five years time span All right. it's fun it's awesome and it was something i'll do every time it comes to raleigh hopefully we'll get better seats next time sam Sorry, <laughs> those were the best I could get, but
1: again, six people sitting together. Very limited, Sam. I
0: remember oh, I'm... that. Top <laughs> I'm five, just kidding. Definitely that. Number two, Cam Ward Induction Night. Oh, I loved Cam Ward Night. That, I mean, that's my favorite player. You got emotional time.
1: during that night, too. I would say more emotional than the outdoor game.
0: Oh well, yeah, because I can't... It was cold. I mean, the reason why, you know, outdoor game is number one is because that's just... in unbelievable event
1: and the and the fact that the canes won in that or outdoor game too
0: if i'm doing it's like 1a 1b kind of thing like they're so close to me number three would be the san jose shark comeback game because that was just fun because we were on our way out we got to the top of the stairs because we were on the lower bowl and we scored a goal, and you and I kind of stopped and just watched from up top. And we're like, you know, that way we're here, ready to go. So we did not leave the arena, or did we leave the section? Just kind of watched for a second. then we tied it, and we ran back down to our seats, finished the game, and it was a win. It was unbelievable. And, you know, those people are going to judge us for leaving. I'm sorry. Traffic sucks, and we have to work in the morning. Grow up. Okay? If we're losing, we're going to go home. <laughs> and uh, We were sitting really good seats, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fortunately, we got to keep those and run back down and watched. True. Um, so that was awesome that was number three and number four and five were games one and two against new jersey because they were just dominant oh they were dominant games and it was one of those things where we were going into that series and a lot of people felt like new jersey was going to have our number and we were like no welcome to the big boy leagues devils and we took them out slaughtered them like animals in those first two games and that was exciting, fun, happy. You and I were thrilled. We were at game 2. Awesome night for Carolina.
1: All right. Well, I'm I am going to start at the bottom here. So, for my top 5 games, number 5 for me is going to be I would say the most perfect game in the regular season I where where Carolina won 6 to nothing against Tampa.
0: I knew it. I knew it. That's a good game. That was, a, that was game. a
1: really fun... We were there. It was just amazing. And Carolina, I mean, they showed no weakness. Literally, no weakness at all. They won 6 to nothing, and to me, that's one of my top five games oh, yeah. in the whole season.
0: No, it was a good game. I was looking probably more for more iconic things, but yeah, absolutely. I would... And sorry for the pause, but our light kind of flickered, so... Yeah, oh boy. I'm gonna put um, my phone on the charger, Sam. You keep talking.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll be keep talking. Um so uh number four uh for me is going to be I would say the comeback amazing comeback win, like what you had in your list against San Jose. That was just crazy. It was up the ball, it was amazing. And yes, our flight is just really flickering right now. Cause it's thundering outside. I'm guessing. Um, but that was just an amazing game. I can't believe we scored three goals in a matter of like two minutes, which was just insanity. Number three is going to be game six here against New Jersey where we, or I think it was game five. Yeah. It was game, game five we here. The series in five. Yes. Where Jesper Foss scored the game-winning goal on a tip from Jesperi Kokniemi And I okay, okay. was so happy. And it was at that moment, Sam, where I actually had hope in this team winning the Stanley Cup. And we
0: ran into Cup. Sergei Bobrovsky. Yes. And all hope was shattered, diminished, crashed against the boards, and we went and cried. After that series, because screw Florida,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about that Florida series. News, news flash: none of those games appear in that in this top five game list.
0: Well, I mean, if you're talking about iconic moments, game one against Florida was that, I think, longest game in Hurricanes history. So, if we're fair, if you're talking that about- was, I would
1: say that'd be number one on the most frustrating game in the oh, entire yeah. playoff slash season. Oh yeah, I was tired.
0: Yeah, you and me both. And
1: that was our first live stream, if you remember. Yeah,
0: I had to drive home. I was like, guys, I gotta go because I have to get home. Because <laughs> you were in Cary and I was out, and I had to go back home to Clayton where we live. So yeah,
1: oh my gosh, that was something. Uh So yeah, that's number three. That was just amazing. I that was just to me that was probably one of the best highlights in hurricane history. Oh yeah, along with the, I still think. And I'm excluding the Rod Brandomore raising the cup and all that type of stuff. I still think one of the best moments ever in history was when Yusu Yokin got a two two tenths of a second goal oh, yeah. against New Jersey. It seems like all of our iconic moments and playoffs deal with the Devils. I love it. Um Number two, probably the most emotional game for me. I know you were crying. You already said it yourself in your top five games is the Cam Ward induction nights. I thought that was an amazing, amazing game. And what was great just to um, put the hat on Seth Jarvis. He gets a hat trick that game against Montreal. Yep which was amazing. So you went five to two on an incredible iconic weekend that, you know, you were going to have. I mean, that was kind of like the beginning of that incredible weekend. Cause yeah. the next day you had fan fest.
0: And I bet I know what your number one game is. And
1: then the game after that, which is number one is the outdoor game.
0: Now, if we had lost that game, It'd Uh, still be top five, but... Yeah, because it was just so... It was a great experience. It was
1: such a great experience. Probably the... To me, that's going to be the best regular season game of all time. For me. Because it was... To me, that just showed um, how much the market has grown. That was just a staple. Oh,
0: yeah. So, So how much
1: the market was... it, it, It was just amazing. So, that's, to me, number one. It was great... Hurricanes were actually very dominant against Washington. Yep. Against Peter Laviolette,
0: <laughs> and who is now the head coach of the New York Rangers. Yes. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate trust it. Trust me.
1: It. Trust me. I'm not a big fan of that either. Uh, but yeah, that's my number one. So yeah, uh, Sam, if you could name a play that stuck out to you the most, or right, this whole season slash playoffs, mm. what's that? Jack Lafontaine. I'm just kidding. That was last. That was was two seasons ago. (laughs) You know,
0: for me, it wasn't really—I guess—necessarily a moment, as much as a string of events um, in a game. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but in my opinion, this was Kuchetkov's best game, was against New Jersey at home, because oh my goodness, he played. Like an unbelievable! I nut. forgot
1: about that game. That wasn't that the game where he he was named the first star. Went out on the bench, anyways, even though Slavin was going to do I the interview. I think
0: so. I think it was that game. It was just like wow, Pyotr Kachetkov played lights out, unbelievable, and that is the game where I believed. And Pyotr Kachetkov truly, truly could take the reins. And it's because of that game that I believe, and I feel like he may have been battling something, some kind of injury as the season went on. So I fully believe that he is capable of taking the reins of this organization. So that that moment there was, for me, just the play, I guess you could say, is just all the saves he made in that game. He was just lights out. He made so many good saves, frustrated the Devils, and...
1: I thought it was against New Jersey.
0: Yeah, the Devils, New Jersey. That's what I said.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find that game, but yeah, that was to me. I mean, you know what? I think that is very probably one of the most iconic plays. It kind of is a little bit reminiscent to the Mrazek, uh, thing a few um yeah. at the very beginning of the Dunedin era, where we're in, we're in, where he yeah. says we're in, we're in. So it a little bit reminded me of that, but Kachakov. but Kachekov really had his own moment there because he was so happy. I loved it for him. Um, probably to me, this play that stuck out to me the most. You know, what? I'm 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 go with something different here, mm-hmm. and it was. I was gonna say the Esper Foskel, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say. The play that tied it with, like, tenth of a second against Philadelphia, where Necce scores. Yeah. And then an overtime, Aho with an amazing, pl- oh, my gosh, highlight real play, and it was against Didn't Tony was- D'Angelo. <laughs>
0: it's not the first time he's walked Tony in that way, too. That's what's so funny about it. I
1: him. know. That is funny. He walks Tony D'Angelo's scores. Oh, my gosh. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to say that is probably one of the, Probably the play that stuck out to me the most because that was amazing.
0: It was a sick move by Aho. Just completely broke the ankles of Tony D'Angelo. But good play.
1: Yes, it was definitely a great play, and I'm just really happy. So, Sam, your top three players. I'm guessing number one is going to be no surprise to anyone. I think I might know who it is. Uh,
0: mine. I'm going to start at number three. Um, Auntie Ranta. I thought Auntie Toronto was my number three, and he played so well this season. I think it was a surprise, in my opinion, that he was as good as he was. And that's because he was our best goalie. Best statistical goalie, best win goalie, best, I mean, just best all-around goaltender this year uh, was Antiranto. Um Number two, Sebastian Ajo. thought he had a really good season. Um, And I love that about him, is that he always has a good year. I think he needs to have a great year. Something we haven't seen yet from him. I don't think. So hopefully we get that next year. Hopefully he has better line mates next year. I'm hoping that we bring in some top six goal scorer. I think a really true purebred goal scorer would change Aho's game for the better. And number one, just because he's perfect in every game, Jacob Slavin. So I love Slavin. Um, if I'm going by, again, just players who who never disappointed. Except on the most rarest of occasions. I and mean, it's Slavin. You know, he goes in night in, night out, shuts down the top players of every team, so
1: And of course he gets hurt in the last game against that, Florida that, that eliminate us. That hurt. Where is the justice of God in that, Sam? That's reference to someone if
0: Oh, that was there. Florida got yeah. screwed Oaks, has got completely ruined and yeah they the did finals.
1: they did they got the justice they deserved thank you <laughs> and honorable me mention <laughs> and honorable
0: mention paul stasney
1: yeah paul paul stasney i'm surprised he's not in there though for you i'm still a realist okay okay i didn't know how you're gonna uh come at the top three players on um, which angle you were Okay, Matt. So my uh, top
0: three favorites. Yes, Paul is yeah, probably Paul like Stasney. Yeah. Paul Stasny, Matt, Max Max Reddy and kochatkov If I'm doing favorite yeah. players. Favorite players, yeah. Favorite.
1: Maybe maybe we'll have an episode for that, maybe. Um so my well, top now three it's players been
0: spoiled, I just told everyone.
1: Okay. Okay, fine. We don't need to do it. <laughs>
0: it was just a
1: suggestion. But uh my top three players to me, even though he is my all time favorite. hmm Favorite player, Jacob Slaven. I'm putting him at number three. um, Not because he was bad, but because to me, there are just two players that I just probably really liked this season. But he, again, Slavin's probably my, number one, my all-time favorite players. I, I, to me, he ha, has been a huge role model in me and such a – and to me, I think well, – Probably one of the best videos I've seen on Sportsnet was his interview with Jeff Merrick on the whole adoption thing. If you guys have not seen that yet, it's a great interview. But uh, number two, for me, is going to be um, Jesper Faust. I found this on the web. Sorry, that was Siri. Um... Jesper Foss, I thought he was amazing. I thought he really highlighted himself in the playoffs. I'm going to hate to see him go if he does.
0: If we're not signing Jordan Stahl, we sure as hell aren't signing Jesper Foss.
1: Maybe. I still have hopes. Uh (laughs) If we sign Foss
0: over Stahl, I'm going to have some serious questions. Whatever Foss wants give it to Stahl, I'd rather Stahl than Foss. <laughs> yes, Foss might be the better player, but Stahl has a lot more intangibles. And he's one of the best penalty killers in the league. Have to bring back Stahl.
1: And Foss is a penalty killer, too. It but, is. okay. Number one to me, who was a huge surprise, probably the biggest surprise, Anches. is Martin Etchers. <sighs>
0: Fair enough.
1: Martin Atchis. uh he he was great he in, the in, the playoffs, so he in the regular season. Although in although in the playoffs I agree with you. Not that good, but he's still one of my probably one of my favorite forwards because he was really good in the regular season. So those are my top three, Sam. Um in your opinion, what do you think was the best combat win? Because there were a lot of them. San Jose. San Jose. That
0: was just because I was there. So San Jose.
1: I'm going to say San Jose too. And that's all we're going to say about that. Cause we've already talked about that game a ton. Mm-hmm. Great, great comeback win. Even though there were a lot, a lot of comeback wins. That's why we call them the cardiac canes for the reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next question uh, is if you could pick one of these special moments, which one would it be? Out of, you want me to give
0: you the choices again? I know which one it is. Look, game-wise, it has to be the outdoor game. But for me, for personally, what meant the most to me was Cam Ward. Favorite player of all time, why I wanted to play goalie, I just give Cam Ward all the respect in the world. My all-time favorite player, I've got his jersey. That's signed by him, I still wear it every now and then. Love Cam Ward. Always will, always have been. He's always been my favorite player, favorite goalie to ever play the game. I'll always argue that he probably should also be in the Hockey Hall of Fame for what he did for this organization. He'll never get in, and that's fine. His numbers aren't I don't think he will. (laughs) His numbers probably don't make it, but I'll argue he meant more to Carolina than Lundquist meant to New York. And Cam Ward was more successful than Lundquist was in New York because Cam Ward won a Stanley Cup that Henrik Lundquist never had. So, I'll put that if you wanted to give Cam Ward a notch there. I've always loved Cam Ward over every goalie in the league. The only goaltender that comes close to Cam is Marty Brodor. So, big night for, for you,
1: me. We got to see. Marty Brodor.
0: least we saw him walking out. But I love, um, I, I absolutely love, um, love Cam Ward. So, that was a. An emotional night for me. That's so you will
1: pick the induction game? Yes. Okay. Um, for
0: moments because of what that game meant to me. Again, if I'm talking about pure atmosphere, pure what we're getting from a game, of course, it's the outdoor game. But just what I got from the... Um,
1: I'm picking the outdoor game. And so, that's not
0: a wrong yeah. answer. That's not a wrong answer at all. Yeah, it's,
1: it's going to come down to those two. But I, I wanted to make it fun. But yeah, I, I knew the outdoor game was going to be brought up a ton. Uh, and, and the cam Ward night game, those two really stuck out to both of us. So yeah, that's the outdoor game for me. Um, I thought, I mean, was the, was it a disappointment at the end of being eliminated to Florida? Yes, but I would have never thought Carolina was going to make it into the final four of the season. No. Good so I consider that a huge success. Um I I love the To me this is going to be actually probably the season I'm that's going to be the hardest to forget because of all the great moments like the outdoor game like the Cam Ward night. Oh yeah. Uh just a great wonderful 25th anniversary season. I love it.
0: Yep, and I'm proud of this team. Proud of what they did this season. I mean, absolutely never thought they would get to where they got and they did. They proved a lot of people wrong. Um and I'm hoping for next season even more. Um, I know you are, too. It's a big week coming up, Sam. I know. It's a big week. We got an episode Monday. We'll, we'll,
1: we'll, we'll do that. Monday's episode will be a preview for the upcoming draft and free agency. Now, we'll I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll have an recap, episode Friday.
0: We'll have an episode Friday that'll really recap the draft, in which case then we'll really delve into free agency because that's... That's the day. That's uh, yeah. That's gonna come up.
1: Although we could just do more of well, a preview of entry draft.
0: When's the draft?
1: The draft is Saturday. No, 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 no. Sorry, the draft is Wednesday night and Thursday during the day.
0: So then, yeah. So Thursday works for for talking about because we record these Thursday, so that'll work for really discussing everything that happened during draft day and previewing free agency.
1: Okay, uh, so we can do. What we can do is maybe talk a little bit rumors Monday, uh, preview the draft. I've been heavily researching the prospects and all this stuff. Um, Honestly, just looking at the players Hurricanes might get, um, they, they need big players. And these players are a little bit small in my liking. So I wouldn't be opposed to them trading the pick. They need to trade the pick. Either for a player or to move uh,
0: down lower
1: to the draft. But, yeah.
0: I think they got to move the pick. But we'll, we'll really talk about the draft next episode.
1: Yes. So, we will see you guys then.
0: Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss
1: a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content
0: or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.